The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 90 of the MX Vice Show podcast, the first one of 2022. It's a new year, new racing, new series, new sponsors. Changes to the podcast are coming. A little bit today, but more are coming. It's a new start, it's a new year, it's all very exciting. And this is episode 90. We're actually getting quite close to 100. 100's going to hit beginning of March, just before Argentina or just after Argentina. So probably need to get ready for that deserves something special. Who knew we'd make it that far? And we wouldn't have made it that far if it wasn't for our loyal sponsors and our new ones. So we'd like to thank Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful Handlebars, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, the Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Evenstrokes, Asterisk, and Armour Nutrition. Obviously, uh, Scott Goggles, new to the show for this year. We thank those guys. Got some cool competitions. And actually, a lot of cool stuff coming from Scott, thanks to our new partnership. And the same with Rentful Handlebars. We'll have Paul Perabinos on the podcast at points this year, co-hosting, talking about MXGP, talking about Supercross, and talking about Rentful's utter domination of all things motocross. If you look at factory teams in the MXGP paddock, when Rentful have everyone except for Husqvarna, that's about it. So you can work out for yourself just how good their win record is. We only align with the best at the MXY show, and Rentful is proof of that. Obviously, it is a new year, but you can still expect a lot of the same regulars like Liat Ask Vice Anything, the Planet Moto Bombshell of the Week, Armour You Smarter Than a Birth, maybe, depending on how we get on. Although, after James's social media antics this week, we realize he's not very smart at all. But before we get to that, part one of the MXY show is presented by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put... The Formula Helmet has changed the game. And there is exciting news coming from Fly Racing in the next six weeks or so. So very excited about that. And we thank Fly Racing for everything they do for us here at MX Vice. I'm Lewis Phillips, your host. I'll be steering the ship for the next couple of hours. And with me, alongside me, is James Burfield. How's it going, James? It's going really well, Lewis. Uh, I had two weeks off. Christmas, New Year, and um, yeah, feeling refreshed, feeling good. How was your uh, break at Christmas? Um, well, some of us don't get two weeks off, James, but it's fine because some of us are troopers. So here we go. Here we go. Uh, it's good to hear from you. When I was well, when I was planning this show, I was like, "Well, Rentful, we're on the show now. Shall I get Paul Perabinos on for the first one of the year?" And I was like, 
Tom Neal is very knowledgeable about Supercross. He knows a lot. Do I get him on for the first show of the year? Do I call Calvin Vlander in? He loves talking about Supercross. Do I get him on as a co-host? Any MXGP rider? And then I was like, I kind of have to start the year with you because if you weren't on the first one of the year, then that would send a very strong message that you have disappeared. Well, I was actually thinking uh, the same lines because you were over in America. Uh, I was thinking maybe I take the hosting back. Uh, I was going to literally sort of, you know, sort of, you know, mix it up a little bit and maybe have uh, three hours of me. So me me going to America to go to the races means that I can no longer host a podcast. Yes, absolutely. That is the logic. That (laughs) is definitely your logic. I'm looking for any excuse to pull it back. The fact Um, that Lewis has gone to the race, which means he's no longer suitable to talk about the race. Hey, I tell you what's going to be good is uh, next week's show. Stay tuned because I'm actually going to be in A1. Yeah, it's, it kind of says it all about you that you didn't manage to go to a single British Championship race last year, even the ones that were like 30-minute drive from you. You managed to go to one GP outside of Europe, outside of England, which was a mission in itself. You missed the Motocross of Nations. You missed a couple of GPs you were supposed to go to, but somehow you think you're going to master the juggernaut and make it to Anaheim 1. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah, I'm done. I've, um, I've done my Esther. I've done... Uh, oh, okay. Let's my, go because I didn't think you'd know about the Esther. Yeah. Uh, my PCR is all booked in. Everything's, everything's sorted. List. Don't you panic. I will be there and I'm there ready to do Twitter updates if you need me to. Well, you're not there as press. This is, so this says it all. You're not even there as, in an official capacity. Well, uh, I am your man on the ground. So, um, yeah. Who knows? I might even take my new video camera. That's fine. Whatever you want to do outside of MX Vice is up to you. I can't control your hobbies. That's great. What you do inside of MX Vice, on the other hand, I can. So you are coming to Anaheim 1? Yes, Anaheim 1. I'm only, I'm actually I'm only, only going to be there for four days. Um, I'm meeting a few brands, Arma, Asterisk, meeting up with uh, Axel Hodges, uh, Slayco, and a few other brands. So, oh, and uh, Christoph from my IXS as well. What are the chances you are going to be at the same race as me? You are going to be in the same state as me for five days. What are the chances we see each other? Uh, zero. Well, I don't know, because we are planning to do a podcast. But then also I have zero faith that will happen. Yeah, but I thought you'd be in your hotel room and I'll be in my hotel room. You do realize I'm not in a hotel. Well, that's right. You're in your rental house. You thought, we were in- gonna, you thought that we would be like 30 minutes from each other and not meet up to do the podcast. You thought we'd do it remotely. Yeah. Look at you taking your COVID precautions very seriously. Ah, I don't know who you've been mixing with over there. <laughs> Did you really think that? Yeah, I, I was actually. Uh, I was, I was actually thinking it's, here. it's a bit safer because, like, I don't know what you've been up to out there. What have you okay. been up to out there? Well, that's fine. I will. Um, I will give away your room in my estate. Then. <laughs> oh, what is that part of the MX Vice budget? That's it. It's my estate. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, the games room. If you're interested. Uh, of course, because every, everybody needs to have a games room where we're trying to save money and, and, and work for a budget. to cover Supercross the best way possible, I felt the need to have a house with a table, football table, and an air hockey table. Honestly. Unfortunately, the, sh- the table tennis table is a little worse for wear, so... Do you have a swimming pool? I have a swimming pool and a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> this is... None of this was... None of this was, has been accepted by finance. <laughs> If you want, if you want to paint, if you want to paint a picture, my no, hot tub. I think stop now, please stop now. If you want to paint a picture, then my hot tub is ra- is raised above the swimming pool, 
with water flowing from the hot tub out down into the swimming pool in a waterfall type effect. Unfucking believable. And we're paying for this. This is unbelievable. Well, you were kicked off of the MX Vice committee. So you're merely just, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a donkey now. Oh, I, I'm just looking forward to you uh, submitting your credit card expenses this month, minus the hot tub and swimming pool. I actually get a very good deal on this house. The woman, I'm basically robbing the woman blind. Is, is this the same woman as you've been back to every, every yeah, other this, year? We were in this house two years ago. Did you get the same deal this year? Uh, I had to pay $200 more. Wow. That's I, said, I messaged her and said, I want the same price as last time. And she went, well, the price has gone up. And before, I gave, before giving her a chance to tell me how much buy, I said... I will pay $200 more. And she went, deal. <laughs> <laughs> which works out as less, uh, which works out as like $2 a day more. So that's fine. Wow. That's, yeah. that's good. So have you got anybody booked in for the spare room yet? No, we've had, we've had some inquiries. So, okay. gonna, so may, may even the podcast may be become co-hosted by just house guests generally. That would be cool. Make, make sure they're good house guests. So. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be, well, maybe it'll be you, but I don't really know. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't mind hanging out with Sean. Sean's fun. Uh, I just don't know if I could hang out with you for three days. Yeah, I have lost my. I have lost all fun, to be honest. Um, how is Sean taking it? I mean, does Sean, is Sean in therapy now after living with you for so long? Yeah, pretty much. Oh dear. Oh. But so is everyone because I lived with Max Anstey for a week. He's in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> there was. Uh, did I? Did I see you in? Uh, one of Max's stories uh, looking a little bit lost on a golf course. Hmm? Well, you well, had your hands I, in okay, your pockets on, on the golf on. course. Where, where was your club? Hold on. Let's, we'll, 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 we'll rewind. So we haven't done a podcast in a month for a few reasons. Obviously, it was Christmas. It was New Year. I'd come, I came to America at the beginning of December. I've got all my podcast stuff here. But things, it was just, it was a hard year. Things got a little bit busy <laughs> towards the end of the year. So we just needed to take a bit of a breather, reset, and then come back first week of this year. So that's why, that's the reason for the break. Sorry about that, but it was also quite good because I think I might be dead right now if I'd continue to do podcasts. So that's that. I've been in Florida, uh, I've been in America a month now, two weeks in California, two weeks in Florida, uh, did the KTM team launch, the Husqvarna team launch, for Gas Gas team launch, been to the Baker's factory, been to the 83 compound. So seen a lot, learned a lot, know a few secrets. But yeah, been a lot going on. So I feel like I've got a lot of Supercross stuff to talk about. Where would you like to start? I want to talk about... Are you allowed to talk about what you've been doing over there? Like, because yeah. you've been up to some really cool stuff. Yeah, so but what stuff can you... Remember my rule for 2022 that you don't... Like, we don't need to talk about what work we do. No, but oh, kind okay. of say some of the things that you've kind of experienced. Well, I've just said um, that, haven't I? Well, no, because I think, like, you sent me some pictures of, of places that you've been at with riders and stuff like that in... It's, that's been pretty cool. Oh, no, we spent Christmas. We spent Christmas with Max Anstey, so he dragged us to play golf. Which I would. We don't play golf, so I just kind of like. Did Sean play golf? Out. No, because we don't play golf. I did have a shot just to see, just a little tester. How did that go? It actually went really well. <laughs> did it? Like genuinely, like honestly, very impressed. <laughs> but the problem was, after I had my one shot that went really well, I was then encouraged to continue. But I, knowing me. I realized that I don't have excellence for more than like one second. So I oh, realized... You're such a quitter. So you literally gave up then after one yeah, shot. Because I was like, there's no way I'm matching that. Unreal. You've got to let yourself go sometimes. But yeah, no, good to see, um, obviously, like people like Hunter Lawrence we haven't seen in years. So good to see people like that. 
Um, I haven't been to America for two years, so good to see a lot of the riders again. Sin web ride a few times, and oh my god, he looks amazing. Really? Literally, like, I genuinely believe in my heart that Webb is going to make Supercross boring this year. Like, I genuinely, like, that I'm not even, I don't know who you will pick to win whatever, but I don't even have a, there's not even a conversation in my mind. I am, I fully believe that Webb is going to make it boring. Saw the Husky guy, Husky guys ride at the Baker's factory. Malcolm looks good on a Husky. Very different, but he looks good. Plessinger, Plessinger's starts are amazing. Plessinger said to us when we first saw him, we hadn't seen him do any starts at that point, but when we first saw him, he said to us, oh my God, my starts are amazing on this bike. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, okay. Then after watching him do starts, oh my God, his starts are amazing on a KTM. <laughs> really? How much yeah. different? Yeah. And also start whose starts are amazing are Max's. Max's starts are ridiculous. And I don't really know why, because I don't feel like he was ever that good a starter in MXGP. Like, I don't feel like I remember many Max hole shots, but Max's starts are ridiculous. Like, I fully believe he is going to hole shot something this weekend. Heat race, hopefully not the LCQ, because hopefully he won't be in it. Main event, something. Like, I, his starts are that good. So, quick question. Yes. Uh, what was Plessinger looking uh, like compared to Webb? Well, I didn't really see those two ride together, because when, when I saw Plessinger do a moto, like an actual main event, 20 minutes, he was riding with all the Husky guys, because obviously he's a Baker's factory and Webb's at 83. Ah, damn, okay. So Baker's Factory is basically the whole Husqvarna team and Plessinger. And then 83 compound is the Lawrence Brothers, Webb, Anstey, Savar- uh, not Savarchi, sorry, um, McArath. Okay. And uh, Jack Chambers. Right. Okay. So, um, no, I, 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 you know, we'll talk a little bit about later about who we pick, but I'm, I'm really curious to see uh, how well Plessinger is going to go this year. I... I think he'll be fine. I don't, after watching him ride, I don't know. Like, I'm not sold. But I don't know. I think he's, he's definitely one of those, those dark horses which could, you know, just come in and do very, very well on a KTM. I just, I, I'm in a wait and see. After watching him ride, I'm in a let's wait and see phase. Because I don't know. I thought Dean looked good. I thought Dean looked very uh, good, actually. I'm interested to see where he fits in. Interested to see because I thought Dean looked good and I also thought Max looked good. And last year, those two were inseparable. Outdoors, indoors, no matter what race it was, heat race, main event, those two were literally side by side in everything. So I'm interested to see if they've both risen equally or if like there's separation there between the two now or whatever. Is it day and night difference between Max on a Suzuki and Max on a KTM? Yes. Ooh. Oh my god! I said I actually said to him, "I'm glad I never came to America when you were on a Suzuki because I think that would have made me cry watching you ride that bike." Wow! I mean, I don't think Suzuki are ever going to sponsor this podcast, so I guess I can say that. <laughs> no, I, think, <laughs> uh, I think by the time they're back, they wouldn't even know what this is. No, yeah, Max looks night and day difference on a KTM. Night and day difference, and Max looks Max. The way I would describe what I saw from Max is Max has everything. He's very good in the whoops. He's very good in the rhythms. Um, there's jumps at the 83 compound that he did before anyone else, like a quad that he was the first one to do before Webb. Like, so he's got that. His starts are good. Obviously, corner speed's not an issue. So uh, that's the way I would describe Max is I, feel, I genuinely feel like he's got everything. It's just a matter of putting those, those pieces all together to make the pie. You know? Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah. There was one, because there was one moto where I watched him ride and 
truthfully, I didn't think he looked very good. And I said to him, like, you just didn't really look like you were flowing. Like, you didn't look like you looked like you were just doing sections. You didn't really look like you were kind of connecting the track. And then the next moto he did, he looked night. He he flow. He was flowing incredibly well. Looked amazing. And I was like, fuck, like that is a night and day difference. Like just in a space of twenty minutes. So like, I gen- I do genuinely believe he is going to be better than he was last year. Obviously, I think that's a given. The fact that he's off for the Suzuki. Um, and I'm interested to see where he fits in. But we'll get into that as well. But that's my uh, that's my Max Anstey analysis. Ooh. Like I said, okay. Web looks phenomenal. Web looks just phenomenal. Had a really good uh, talk with Barsha, actually, who, well, obviously Barsha's wife is British. Yes. And now Ollie Stone is his mechanic, also British. So as M- MX Vice being British, we have now been welcomed into his cult. <laughs> I like that. That's very cool. Like, we're at the Gas Gas team launch and he screamed at us from across the room in a British accent, something like, hey, mates, what's your postcode? <laughs> Uh, I like that. That's cool. That's cool. And then that's, we are now someone now in the British cult that surrounds Barsha. So that's kind of Barsha, and now we've got Anti, who's in MXGP, who shouts Team London. Uh, no, Anti Anti Pyrenean V. Oh well, the team manager of a team. I don't really know what. Like, why the hell hasn't Kawasaki announced that Ice One are running their team yet? Are they not? No, it's still it's, it is still not official that Ice One is running Kawasaki. Well, when does the contract end for the other? Well, I got told it'd be announced in. I got told. I got told it'd be announced this month. But I thought that this month meant like New Year's Day at midnight. Gosh. But it's just, it's just ridiculous, though, isn't it? Yeah, he he always asks how whether London Bridge is burning down. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> but I, I do get a shout out Team London as I'm walking through the pits. But no, uh, Barsha is like in a very happy place, like an extremely happy place. He is in, like, when I was talking to him, he is in such a good, happy mood and loving life that I'm interested to see what that translates into. Because you've got to think, like, obviously, last year on the Gas Gas, he was good. He won the first round. I would say that he was better than he was on the Yamaha, even though the end of season points were quite similar. But obviously, he did move from a Yamaha to a Gas Gas in that off season, which, was, yeah. which is a major change. This year, he's not changed anything other than mechanic. Like, bikes stayed the same because he's not on the new. Generation KTM Husqvarna Gas Gas doesn't have one of those yet, so nothing's changed for him that in that direction. So there's actually been some continuity there, which makes me and he's in a very good place. He's having fun. He's I even said to him like I feel like if you could have I feel like what you found now this perfect formula that you found now I feel like you're kind of in a place where you're wishing you had this ten years ago. And he said like yeah this is I have found like. How I have found the perfect scenario for me. Um, so I'm very interested to see what that translates, translates into when racing starts. Because I do, like, no one's talking about Barsha. I feel like Barsha is a very big underdog. Yeah, which is weird because is it the last two years he's won A1? Well, the last three years he's won round one, obviously. Round one, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Anaheim was. Yeah, yeah I, don't know how, I don't know how to like sit on that because um, Chad Reed and James Stewart are the only riders who have won. Anaheim won three times. But Barsha has won round one three times. It's just one of them was in Texas. So like, I don't know whether you put Barsha in that same category as James Stewart and Chad Reed and say he's won Anaheim one three times, even though yeah, one of I them was in so. Houston. Or if you very you could say he won the opener three times. Yeah, just very... Like, cause this, yeah, but like, what my point is, is if he wins on Saturday, has he then passed Chad Reed and James Stewart's record? 
or has he matched it? I'm very confused. Yeah, I think he does. I think he does. Like because it's, he's won four of the opening uh, the opening series rounds. Okay, we're given that. We're given. I'm glad that. we cleared that up. Yeah. What else? What else? What else? What else? Much on Roxon. Roxon. Uh, we were actually going to go to the sandbox when we were in Florida, but we kind of didn't have time slash ran out of time. But Roxon's just standard quiet Roxon, isn't he? That's the one thing I kind of regret so far is that we were the day after the KTM intro was the Honda launch thing, and we couldn't go to it because we were flying to Florida for Husqvarna. So that I was quite, I was a bit gutted about that because I would have quite liked to go to the Honda one. But there you go. Can't have everything in life, can you, James? Nope. 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 Really can't. Unless you're Lewis Phillips. That's far, far, far. Where you get the swimming pool and the hot tub. Well, it's all cold because it costs extra money to heat it up. So it's basically (laughs) like a cold bath. (laughs) So, so hang on. You've got a hot tub and you've got a swimming pool, but you're not heating it. Well, I could. could, I've got a button, Nick. I can see a button here that will heat it. I just don't want to spend the money. Oh, my God. I can turn it on for one night and then turn it off. Why don't you want to spend the money? Because I'm adulting. <laughs> Is this uh, Lewis Phillips who sold his car because he doesn't like to have a payment to pay? No, I just don't really, didn't really see the point of having a car. You are the most frugal person in the world. Well, yeah, I'm very interested. I don't know how I'm getting to Matterley. Bus. <laughs> Unbelievable. <Train>? Unbelievable. <laughs> but it's fine. Did you, did you turn up in America with like a Tesco carry bag of your clothing? No. Because you didn't want to buy a case or you didn't really buy, buy Listen, you don't want to talk to me about my, my, my luck and my, my thing because I've had bad luck such as my suitcase being sealed shut for some reason and I couldn't open it. <laughs> what? For some reason, when I got off a plane, my zips wouldn't move on my suitcase and I have no idea why and I literally had to break the suitcase to open it. Did somebody glue them? And then when we were staying at Max Anstey's house, the, door, the bedroom had a lock on it I, cl- I walked out of my bedroom, closed the door, somehow it locked itself from the inside, and then I was locked out of my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want me, if you give me a second to think, I can come up with like 20 more of these. <laughs> uh, how, how was Christmas Day dinner? It was right. Uh, didn't Millie bake it? Yeah. And it was all right. Well, no, it's okay. It was great. I don't know. It was, <laughs> oh, it was wow. a random question. Well, no, the fact that uh, Millie made it and um, put, put a lot of effort to it and, and you just said it was all right. Well, no, I'm a fussy eater, isn't I? So I didn't sample everything. <laughs> what did you actually eat? Did well, you ask for a burger? Well, you don't know. You don't... Well, over in America, James, I don't really... Over here in, here in the can United States... Chips, can I have chips without uh, potato skins? Can I have a, a, a burger with nothing in it? I just want bun and burger. Was that your Christmas dinner? Here in the United States, they have turkey on Thanksgiving, so they don't really have turkey on Christmas Day. So we had chicken. But I like chicken. That was good. <laughs> no, uh, what else? I'm trying to think what else. I feel like I just whizzed through quite quickly. But Jet Lawrence looks amazing. Actually amazing. Yeah. Actually amazing. Improved again from last year? Like close to web. Oh. And actually, Jet and Hunter are doing a press conference tomorrow at a mall. Yeah, I read about that. That's pretty cool. They're building a track in the car park of the mall or something. And when I, a track, I guess they're going to build like an oval with, mm. a, with a double or something. But still. Something different. Yeah, something. I don't know. I might go and check it out, see what tomorrow brings, but may go and check it out. Might, look, might be quite a good thing for the old Instagram. I think that'd be great. 
but yeah, but yeah, um, we will see. I mean, obviously, if you can get a hot tub, um, it's know, cold. So, so yeah, just don't put fifty p in the meter tonight, and then um, you can get out and do the Honda thing tomorrow. Yeah, it's just it's it's hard. I've got a I've got a sign in front of me that says "Stay present in the moment," which is really inspirational. Wow. Yeah, this, the, house, the house I'm in is littered with inspirational messages. Do you feel more inspired being there? No, I just feel pissed off. Why are you pissed off? Well, like, I was stood in the bathroom and in front of me was a sign that said, be happy. And I was like, and I was looking at it. And I was like, well, I don't, <laughs> You're I, never happy. I was like, well, I don't want to be happy. So then I turned around to get away from the be happy sign. And in front of me was a sign that says, live in the moment. And I was like, I don't want to live in the moment. And then I turned around and then there was a be happy sign again. I was like, I don't want to be happy. So I just smashed everything. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we're, we're working through this stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So where do you want to, what do you want to do? Do you want to talk Anaheim one or do you want to catch up on MXGP quickly? Or what do you want to do? Uh, mm, let's have a little MXGP roundup and then we'll go back to Anaheim okay. one. So since we've been off, Ben got a Kawasaki ride. Thank God for that. I'm going to say this, even though it may piss someone off, because so there was a whole big secret about what Strybos is doing next year, and he wouldn't tell me, and he wouldn't tell me, and blah, blah, blah. So a month ago, someone, I, I got a bit of intel, and I was like, oh. So I text Strybos and said, very happy about your new job. And he put, What's, what new job's that? And I went, this. And he went, how do you know? And I was like, ah, found out, wait. And he said, oh, I guess everyone's going to know in the next hour then. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, there's no way you're keeping it a secret. And I was like, ah, I'll prove to you that I can keep it a secret. So I didn't tell anyone. Well, Strybos has now basically littered it all over his Instagram without telling anyone what he's doing, but it's quite <laughs> obvious. So I'm just going to say it. Strybos is a team trainer slash test rider for Factory Kawasaki. And if you don't think that I am going to be combining the Watson Wagon Strybos super team into content this year, then you are very wrong. I'm actually considering a Watson Wagon podcast with Strybos where I like just, it. Where we I can like just it. talk about Strybos's mentoring of the wagon. I mean, it's great. For, it's literally the work, best move possible for me. So Strybos is doing that. So that's good. I think that's, I think that's actually really good, to be honest. I think Strybos is really um, going to be good there. I think that's great, actually. What else has happened? Mitch Evans is back on a bike. Yep. Uh, Mikkel Harrop signed for Dixon. Obviously, that was kind of rumored for a while, but it's official now. And according to Harrop, is very happy. Talking to him, he is very happy. He feels he is very fast on that bike. So I'm interested to see what he does this year. Diga confirmed that they are running Olsen in MXGP and Liam Everts in MX2 on KTMs. It's kind of like KTM's filler team where they had Olsen under contract and they had Everts under contract and they had nowhere to put either of them. So they just we're like, well, here, Diga, have KTMs and field these riders and it's a solution to a problem. As teams go, that's a strong team. Obviously, Gas Gas announced that Prado, Guadagnini and Lagenfelder are going to be on their factory team, which is Dakali. That was known for a while. So that's fine. That's good. Uh, yeah, whatever. Prado, even though I said earlier that um, Barsha isn't riding the new gen generation KTM Husqvarna model because Gas Gas doesn't have that, Obviously, the homologation rule in America means that Barsha has to ride the, gas, uh, the bike that Gas Gas sells. In GPs, Prado will have a full factory Gas Gas, which is basically the new generation KTM. 
So he will be on equal machinery to Hurlings. He will not be on the older model, obviously. And going back to America, Anstey and the Rocky Mountain ATV MC KTM team are running the older model for Supercross. So they might change for outdoors, but they don't know yet. Obviously, Matley, February the 19th or whatever it is, is still down to go ahead. So I don't know if it will happen. Who knows, I guess, like, as is the way of the world. We do not know until like two weeks before whether it's possible. So fingers crossed, I guess. One thing I did find interesting on the, um, the list of OAT teams for MXGP is the fact that uh, Honda 114 Motorsports is to be announced. So there was obviously rumors of Fernando. What says, what says to be announced? Like what class? MX2. Oh, on the, no, on the OAT list, Fernandez is down as MXGP for 114. Oh, okay. So they've put, they're, they're putting Fernandez on the 114. Fernandez is on a 114, 450, and Hacken Fredrickson is MX2. Right, okay. So that, that just needs to be updated. Ah, um, okay. Hacken Fredrickson is MX2, and I don't know where Joel Rizzi has gone. <laughs> Vanished. Okay. <laughs> I need to message him. I'm, I mean, I need to message him, but it's kind of obvious where he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, you, do you think he's there for a second year? Because I thought he, he was there for two years. He had a three-year contract. The fact that he isn't on the OAT list kind of says it all, no? Yeah, I guess. Wow. I see that Taylor Hamill's backing up Mikhail Harrop as well with DRT, but obviously... Yeah, he's, gone, he's, he's back for the year two of his contract. That was up in the air a little bit about whether or not he was going to do that, but he is... Yeah. I need to just get clarification on what Rizzy's doing, but I'm going to say with confidence that he's not back with 114 because otherwise he would be on the OAT list. But maybe he is. Maybe he is in the OAT list. That 114 just like didn't put him down for some reason. I don't know. I need to add, I will make sure. Some, some new teams though, some interesting teams in, uh, in MXGP this year. Like in uh, MX2, there's the team ship to cycle Honda, which is the SR Moto, but they've obviously got an MX2 and an MXGP team. Yeah, they're expand. They've kind of picked up the slack for Asamoto dropped. Uh, okay, and then Raf's Motorsports with Jeremy Sidow. Yeah, they've been around a little while, but obviously now that they've got Sidow, it's like yeah. more no more like brought it to your attention more. Yeah, and uh, a new one, Everest Racing. No, they've been around ages. Really? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you sure? Yeah, they had um. What was his name? What was the guy's name? Their bikes look terrible. <laughs> um, but what was their rider's name? So just look for terrible bikes and you will find them. Brilliant. In 2020, their bikes were like brown. But not oh. brown brown, like a golden brown. But anyway, so that's, that's where um, that's where MXGP's at. And obviously, Vlanderin returns to Geben because he didn't get a Kawasaki ride. Jazakonis will be his teammate. Van Donick got dropped from Geben but landed at Riley Racing, so he's fine. Really, the only rider who's currently left out in the cold is Adam Sterry. Yeah, who is working on something, I believe. But um, obviously, we're yet to find that out. Well, he, I think he was hoping to go to Geben, but obviously that didn't happen. No. And he definitely won't be back at Hitachi, so... And JM Honda's announced anyway. Um, yeah, that's Monticelli and Jacoby with Petter Polak in MX2. Yeah, I feel like that's, pretty, that's brought us up to speed quite nicely. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that was a lovely little uh, quick roundup. I want to talk about Supercross because who that's, cares about MXGP right now? That's what it's all about, yeah. So, this weekend, Anaheim won round one yeah. of 17. 
January the 8th. I'm there. <laughs> we will see it. Well, I'll have to see it to believe it, but then I genuinely do not think I will see you, so I guess I'll never believe it. Uh, if you want to see me, I will be hanging out with JT around about 3 o'clock in WPS. So uh, that's the approximate time. I will make sure that I hang out with JT at a separate time. Yeah, if you could, please, because I want JT all to myself. Okay, I don't really care about that. I'm just looking to stay as far away from you as possible. Great. <laughs> I'll see you in the media tent. You, you will be done. I can go. First of all, it's not a tent. We're in a stadium. And also, I could guarantee that security will wrestle you to the ground. Uh, just remember that four years ago, I walked into the press room with that is a true. press pass. Yeah, that so, is true. Do not underestimate. I remember being so embarrassed. And I remember people, after you left, people were like, How's he gotten in here? And I was like, oh, don't, don't ask. Exactly. Exactly. Let them think that. Oh my God, I've just got the biggest cramp in my shin ever, but never mind. We must soldier on. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> so, Anaheim won this weekend. Cooper Webb has never won, uh, Cooper Webb has never won Anaheim won or the opening round. Talking to him, he said one of his goals is to come out swinging more this year. One, last year, he obviously started quite slow. I think he was ninth for the first round, 12th, somewhere around that range. And he said to me categorically, one of my goals for this year is to come out swinging more. Whether that means win the opener or be on the podium, whatever, obviously more. So interesting to see if what he does. And Tomac's never won the opening round either. Uh, speaking of Tomac, have you managed to hang out with him much since you've been in America? No, I haven't, I haven't seen him. No, Because he, he's a big fan of Lewis Phillips, isn't he? Well, I doubt, you know, I doubt he remembers who I am now, but we did have a run-in back in the day. <laughs> did, it, did he try to chase you through the pits? No, he just was like, just slightly aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, chasing you through the pits, I think, was slightly aggressive. No, he didn't chase me through the pits. He just, had, he just was slightly aggressive towards me. But anyway, Tomax, so Webb and Tomac have never won the opening round. So... Do you think I, either of those win this weekend or are you going to go for the stereotypical Anaheim one winners which are Roxon and Barsha? Yeah, I think Barsha. Re- I four think years in a row, round one. Four like, years the, in a row. I go away from that purely because the odds say but really what are the chances? Yeah, but we said that last year. <sighs> yeah, but we were in Houston last year so I think it was weird. Yeah, and, and typically he shouldn't have won in Houston, should he? Because I almost this is actually an interesting thing about Roxon and Barsha. Both both Roxon and Barsha always start strong, right? Yep. If they don't start strong, then I feel like automatically everyone's gonna freak out. Like if Barsha and Roxon are ninth and tenth, maybe that's a bit strong. Say Barsha and Roxon are sixth and seventh, I feel like everyone's automatically gonna go, "Oh my god, they normally start so strong." I wonder if that might be a good thing. Ah. Uh... No. Because this is where my thinking is. The Ro- Roxon is a mystery, right? Well, Roxon's such a mystery. That's the thing now. Because no one knows, yeah? Yep. He's not really. The playbook on Roxon is quite clear. First five rounds, he will be unbelievable. If, if the last five years are anything to go by, first five rounds, he will be unbelievable. And everyone will be talking about how he can win a championship. The following five rounds, he will start to slip a little bit and everyone will be like, eh, don't know. Don't know what's happening here. And then the uh, final seven rounds, you know, the question will be, who is Ken Roxon? If he starts, if he does the opposite and starts slower, could that be a good thing? Because then it's like, huh, maybe this is a strategy change. 
maybe this means it's going to build and maybe this means that equals a stronger end and a stronger continuation throughout the season. I like what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. But I'm guessing he's just going to try and take his opportunities well, you know, when he can. Oh, I mean, if he's not going to purposely say finish sixth. But I just mean, if he finishes sixth straight up, everyone, I feel like everyone will freak out. But then I might look at it as, huh, maybe this could end up being a good thing. Because I'll never forget, I would never ever forget, when we were in America last, the 2020, yeah, 2020, before round one, I can't remember what he injured, but Wilson was coming off of an injury and he was basically behind going into Anaheim 1. And he said before the first round to us that he looks at MXGP from that season, 2019, and the three riders on the podium at the final round in China that year, which were Hurlings, Sua, and Koldenoff, all three of those riders started the season slow, slash injured, slash behind the eight ball. And he said, and Wilson said that year that he is using that as like inspiration because, or inspiration is a bit strong, but he's, he's, he's using that as a roadmap because at the end of the day, being strong at round one doesn't really mean much. So I'm thinking that now, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that, and I'm also thinking that as far as Cincerello. If Cincerello can find a way to stay healthy and actually get better, so not ding himself up anymore, not do any more damage, maybe this could work out okay for him. Um, I, I don't agree. I think, I think uh, Roxon will hope to come out fast. He'll hope to get some really good results in the first five. But rather than like what you suggested to us, peel off, um, you know, he's going to be hoping that he can continue that. In well, I'm sure he's going to be hoping consistent. that. Yeah. Don't, I, don't think, I don't think we need to jump into his psyche to figure out that he wants to win the championship. I just don't think you need to do this whole cold enough on Roxon. I don't know what you mean. Well, you say that, you, you give this analogy with, with Koldenoff, um, with how he rides in, in, in being an opportunist. And I don't think that you should say that. I'm literally like, like how, okay, I'm not, it's a new year. I'm not going to get angry at you, but the fact that you've just pulled that from what I just said is laughable. It's a new year though, so I'm not going to get angry. It's a new year. It's okay, new I'm year. just saying. Uh, I'm not going to get angry. That was, a, that, was a dumb thing. Uh, that was a dumb thing to say. I'm not going to get angry, but that was a stupid thing to say and you're an idiot, but that's fine. I'm not going to get angry. It's fine. I'm not going to get angry. No, I'm just saying that. I, it's fine. I, I'm not going to get angry. It's fine. I'm not going to get angry. What you said is stupid. I'm not going to get angry. It's fine. Let's move on. And you've made me lose my train of thought because you said such a stupid comment that I'm now questioning everything about my life. So, <laughs> just think hot tub and swimming pool. You can dip in there in a minute. Here is an interesting question that I was thinking would be a great debate. Obviously, Cincerello is injured. If since, when Cincerello is healthy and Chase Sexton is healthy, who is better? I've got to go with Chase. Interesting, huh? Because it's kind, they are basically the same people. Well, they're actually two different people. They're basically the same characteristics. Okay. Do you think they're going to want to be um, compared to each other like that? Why? They're both very fast. They both okay. could be amazing if they keep it together. They so both you don't go for hair and everything else. No, not just at all. you actually riding qualities. No, I'm just I'm saying they're both very fast, and if they can both find a way to sustain that over 17 rounds, then they both could be unbelievable. And I'm just interested to see who you think is better, could be better, will be better, because if one of them has to figure this thing out quite quick, like soon, it's going to happen. So I'm just interested to see who you think is going to figure it out first. 
Well, the easy take, you know, on this is is going to be just because one's injured and one's coming in, you know, without an injury. So you got to think that um, Chase Sexton can. I, it wouldn't surprise me if Chase, if Chase Sexton could be again like like a pleasanger, a dark horse, which could actually end up putting four or five early rounds together and, you know, being a series leader. There, I don't think there's anything which, you know, might not go against that. That he's got that ability to be able to do that. Do you not agree? So you think you you categorically say Sexton wins a main event this year? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, let's play this game. Webb wins a main event, obviously. Yep. Yep. Tomac. Yep. Yep. Plessinger. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cincerello. No. Oh, okay. Ferrandis. Yeah. Okay. Sexton, you just said yeah. Malcolm. No, but I'd love him to win a main okay. event. Barsha? Yeah, opening round. Roxon? Yep. So you're saying there's going to be seven winners this year? Yep. Okay. Is so it 18 rounds, 19 rounds? 17. 17? Yeah. We haven't seen seven winners in a long time. We normally average at five to four. Yeah, I think... Last I think year it's... was five, so... Musquin? No. Okay. No. There is there. What there has been a lot of talk about Musquin flying at the test track, and he said that he thinks that's come from De Costa going to the test track one day, watching Marvin through the whoops, Marvin being quite good through the whoops, which has obviously never been his strong point, and De Costa then getting excited and going around and spreading the hype. <laughs> I, I I could actually see seven different winners this year. Gen- well, genuinely can. Okay. Se- seven different. I'd, uh, how cool would that be? But, I was joking. Um, I was, that was a joke. That was a joke. I mean, what you've, what, what you're, uh, obviously you've spoken to him a little bit and I'm sure he's got goals and stuff like that, but where, where is it top 10 for Ansi this year? He has top 10 speed and potential. I told him that I think he should shoot for the I, f- I told him that he should shoot for the Plessinger, Malcolm, Savarchi sort of group. Do you really think that um, Plessinger is not going to... Um, because a lot of people, that when they've got on that KTM, they, they have excelled. My elite group, this is how I group them. Webb, Rox and Tomac, they're in their own little free elite group. Below them is Barsha in his own group, just by himself. And then after that, you have... Hang on, how's Ferrandis not in the top? Top group. I am not sold on Ferrandis. I am nowhere near the hype that everyone else is. Just because he won outdoors, I am not where I am not where everyone else is at all in the slightest. I don't think I don't know if Ferrandis wins a main event this year. Wow. I'm not in. I'm not. If Ferrandis wins a one, you've got to have a forfeit. Why? I, I haven't said that he won't win. I've just said I don't I, know. I've, I think if uh, Ferrandis wins A1, you need to go streaking down um, Venice Beach on I, roller skates. Actually, you ain't got to do streaking. I, I think pink hot pants, roller skates, Venice Beach. Sean doing the filming. Point being, he was fast last year in Supercross. I remember Orlando 2 or 1 or 2, one of those. 1, I think. He pulled into the mechanics area, came 
out of the mechanics area, like just ahead of being lapped and then ran the pace of the leaders. Like, so the result didn't show it, but he actually was very fast that day. He obviously won the outdoor championship, was phenomenal there. He is good and he is amazing and blah, blah, blah. I just don't, I'm nowhere near where everyone else is because everyone else thinks of him as being someone who can win the championship. I Do you think, think of him as being be... someone who can win the championship? Yeah, I think he... Yeah, I'm that, not there at all. See, I'm, I'm surprised he's not in, your, in, in that group of three. No, yeah, not even, didn't even consider it. Wow. Blasphemy. Yeah, I'm just not sold. I'm just not there. It's not my group. My free Roxon. So, so Web, Web, Web Tomac Roxon. That's your your your. I put tier. Sext. I put Sexton above Frandis. Well, I I would put them at the same. So they they'd be in my second group, like behind. You know what? I will I I will put I will put Frandis Sexton Cincerello in the same group as Barsha. Thank you. I feel better now. But but I I, rate, I think you're going to feel better after this as well. I rate Barsha, Sexton, and Cincerello when healthy more than Ferrandis in Supercross. Mm. Mm. If I had to pick a top five right now for the end of a championship, Ferrandis would not be in it for me. Although maybe he would because I would, I'd have like reservations about whether like Sexton and Cincerello can keep it together. So maybe he'd make it in that time. But if, if, everything, if, if everyone's healthy and you can promise me that everyone's going to finish every single race, then Ferrandis isn't in my top five. So you don't think there's any chance of Ferrandis getting a uh, finish in top three? What, in the championship? Yeah. I wouldn't entertain it, no. Wow. Okay. Well, Webb is winning this championship in my mind. So that's one spot gone. Like I am sold that Webb is winning this championship. Who was the MSGP rider who you watched last year, pre-season, and said, that's the winner? This, we're not, we're not going to argue over this again because you're so... Yeah, I'm no, not, I'm not. It's a new year. It's a new year. No, but you're, you're so twisted with what you think I said. No, I'm not. So, no, just just remind me again. You think I said that Jonas was going to win the championship or something dumb? I said he looks very good. I can see him winning a moto. Okay. A moto. A moto. But you, in your little fantasy land, think I said he was going to go undefeated I'm, and win I'm, a championship. But it's a new year and I'm not going to get mad. It's a new no, year no, no, and I'm, I'm going to get mad. I'm just writing a note now because I've got some, some spare time on the plane. So I'm going to listen back to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, joke, joke, like jokes, to. jokes. No, um, I'd like you to. <laughs> no jokes. Uh, so, of course, you'd never put that much effort into this podcast. <laughs> uh, and one day I might, I might surprise you. So you're saying Sexton, Ferrandis, Barsha, and Cincerulli, yeah? Yeah, they're my group two. Group three, Plessinger, Stewart, Anderson. Oh, Anderson. Does, does Anderson win the main event? See, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I see, I would put, I, I think that Sexton, Ferrandis, Barsha, Cincerulli, I, I would be putting. Plesinger and Anderson in that group. I'm not sold on Anderson either, purely because he hasn't been that good for a long time. Well, when was the last time when the champ, uh, there was 18? Yeah, but um, it's not that long time ago, is it? Three years? Since, since Anderson last won a main event, he has completed 44 main events. So his, his winless streak is 44 main events. Well, it's only two seasons. But he was... Uh, two and a half, but still, it's 44, 44 completed races since his last win. 
Yeah. I don't think it's that bad. But he has got the potential to just go out there and win one. Podiums, sure. Okay, so if he's podiums, then does, should he be in that group of Sexton, Ferrandis, Barsha, since Rulo? I don't know, James, you're confusing me. I'm not confusing you. Stop asking your... me questions. <laughs> no, it's... Because it's valid. It's valid. No, my group three... I, I, I wouldn't... Group three, I wouldn't... Plessinger, Mookie. I'm sticking my guns. My group three is Plessinger, Mookie, Anderson, Musquin, Savarchi. Plessinger... So you're saying Plessinger, Mookie, Anderson, and Savachi all in the same one? Musquin. Did you say Musquin? Must, yeah, okay. I'll put that one in there. Musquin. Passenger Muskin, Mookie. Like, I'm not saying these Anderson. riders are never going to be on a podium, but that's just how I rank from heading in. No, 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 I know. Like, we're, we're, you know, the, the, these, are, these are basically the groups of riders. That group three has the potential to move forward further. And especially on, off on occasional nights, like win a race or whatever. But I think that as over the course of the season, that's where I would put those riders. So um, we're saying that uh, fighting for wins, uh, Webb, Roxon, and uh, Tomac, yeah? Yeah, the rest are going to be fighting for scraps. So when, like, one of those riders is injured and then the other two get bad starts or crap, you know, like, whatever. They, Webb, Roxon, and Tomac are going to win the majority of the main events. Okay. Sexton, Ferrandis, Barsha, and Cincerulo. That is what you're saying is your, your top five, pushing for top fives, yeah? Yes. Or podiums. Well, no, like, no, this is my point. They can win races and they can be on the podium. As if I'm, this is kind of me predicting the final championship standings, I guess. Like when it's all said and done, this is kind of how they filter. But that's your fourth to eighth or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, fourth to seventh. Yeah, whatever you feel fair. So out of Plessinger, Muskin, Mookie, Anderson, and Savachi, one of those is finishing 12th in the championship. Well, obviously, people are going to get injured. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's nothing I can do with that about that, James. Uh, yeah, if that's how many good riders there are, that's how many good riders there are. Like, do any of those riders deserve to be 12th in the championship? Not at all. But that's how many good riders there are. So, like, it's not it's the way it is. So, on the the next group of riders, you're you're saying what Wilson, Max, uh, Max and Dean, who who I would who I would put in that group, but then like on the back end of that group, but then I'd say that like I feel like they will be in the back end of that group, but just for just to make it clearer, I'll put them in their own group slightly below it. So, Anstey Wilson. I feel like you're writing this down. Are you writing this down? Yeah, because I'm trying to, trying to get a picture in my head. <laughs> I felt like the way you were talking, I did feel like you were taking notes. Yeah, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm analyzing this as we go. Oh, brilliant. But we've got people like McElrath. We've got people like uh, Justin Brayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, should, I, should, I actually should have put Brayton somewhere, and I probably should have put McElrath somewhere too. Put Brayton in the Dean. Max category and put McElrath in the um, the Savarchi category. Really? Okay. I'm I'm yeah, I'm just interested in your thinking. Uh, another interesting one. Stat. Another interesting stat. Mookie is actually on a nice little run of consistency here that no one's noticed. In the last fur in the last thirty four main events. So that's. Two seasons, the last two seasons. In the last two years, he has finished in the top 10 in 27 of the 34 main events. That's quite a high percentage. I feel like that's quite quite good for him, isn't it? Does anyone think he's been that consistently in the top 10? Like that solid in the top 10? I don't think so. 
No, I, I, I wouldn't have thought so either. Now that we've got like our, our, our little pyramid, um, who outside of that pyramid do you think is going to um, be one to watch? Well, that's kind of every rider. In 450. No, I mean, not, not just the, the usual protagonists. Is, it, is there any on, on the outside? I mean, you've got Josh Hill doing a fill-in. You've got... Um, Politelli. You're literally just like, <laughs> the most random rider now. No, no, it's like, you know, you've got Ray Starling, you've got K Class and Noren. Wait, wait, sorry, you've got Ray Starling? Alex Ray. Um, oh, I thought you said that was one person. <laughs> no, no, no. No, well, Alex Martin as well. So it's like, who do you think who, who could potentially, outside of the, those main protagonists who we've discussed, who, who do you think could actually make a little bit of a, um, a splash this year? Um, 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 um. I, I, well, okay, now for people we haven't discussed, Heartraft did actually get quite okay towards the end of last year. Is he on Twisted T again? Yeah, I guess you'd have to say Bogle, but then I don't really know what Bogle's going to do. I, I know he hasn't had the most solid off-season. It's a tough one, hey? And then the, others, the only others who are kind of relevant in that category would be Oldenburg and Freeze. Yeah, Oldenburg would be... Uh, Oldenburg's should... doing 450 West Coast and Freeze's doing 450 East Coast. So okay. they're not going to be there the whole time, but they are probably... The... Chisholm, I guess you've always got to mention Chisholm. Chisholm Benny Bloss yeah. when he's healthy. I'm quite interested to see what Kay Clayson can do because Clayson was actually like, made quite cool improvements last year. So I'm interested to see if he makes cool improvements again this year. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you've got to say Alex Martin, Noren. Yeah, that is just. I, I, was Stalin, just I feel like Stalin's got a cool program at the moment, so I'm interested to see what he does as well. Yeah, for, for me, it was just kind of like it, like ones to watch, which might kind of um, you know just you know peak and you know get a couple of top 15s and maybe one might sneak a top ten. Who knows? Right, tell me this right now: who wins Anaheim one? Uh, I'm going to go for um, Barsha because it would be a, a, a huge thing if it happens. I'm going to go. Which is absolutely, you know, obviously it's, uh, you know, what everybody would say. Oh, it's just based on other stuff, but it, there's more pressure on him to actually perform and in, in, in take a, a one. I'm going to go, oh, you know what? I, I was going to go Tomac. That was my first thought. And then I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Like Anaheim one's quite a unique situation. Like the moisture in the dirt, slick, like, no, you never, like, it's, it could, like, new bike could be a bit of a trap. And then I thought Webb, and I was like, oh, yeah, but Webb's never won it, so like the odds are... I'm going to go Sexton. Yeah, Sexton's not a bad shout. I'm going to go Sexton, just because yeah. Anaheim won no, no, some I, weird stuff. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good shout. I think he's going to have a really good season. Anaheim won does do some weird stuff, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him randomly just like get a whole shot or like start third, and then something happens, and he, before you know it, he's got a 10-second lead, and he just holds on, because everyone else is just doing weird things. Like, who can figure it? 2020 when Tomac and Roxon were like 6th and 7th at round 1. I could see a super weird podium, something like um, uh, Barsha, Sexton and, and uh, Frandis. Barsha, Sexton and Frandis. Yeah, that would, be a, that would be too weird a podium. Yeah. Yeah, that's my weird podium prediction. Well, with that, James, we're going to go to an advert break, so uh, bear with me, please. James, as I tell you about the Fly Racing Formula Helmet that presented part one of the MX Fly Show, episode 90, episode one of 2022. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. 
Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. Of course, that's the Formula Helmet from Fly Racing. Talking to Max Anstey, actually, I said to him, what do you think of the Formula Helmet? Obviously, he's never worn a Fly Helmet before, but uh, Fly are a big sponsor of the Rocky Mountain ATV, MC, KTM, WPS team. So I asked him for his thoughts because I was interested. And he said, he said, everything you told me about the helmet was actually true. He was like, because I have told him, like when he signed the deal, I said to him, like, oh, like you're going to be using Fly, like the Formula Helmet's actually really good. Like, I think you're going to be quite impressed by it. It's definitely better than what he was wearing previously, that's for sure. I said to him, like, I think you're really going to be impressed by that helmet. And he was like, you know what? You weren't lying. He said it's pretty remarkable. Hmm. Yeah. So I'd like to thank Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful Handlebars, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix D Braces, and Armor Nutrition. That's part one of episode 90. We'll be back in just five minutes. So we'll see you in a bit. Stay tuned for Liat's Ask Vice Anything and more. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Prox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out Liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 90 of the MX Vice Show podcast. This is part two. Uh, Liat, ask us anything coming up as well as some more Supercross talk. But before we get to that, just want to thank Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Renful Handlebars, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. This is part two of the MXY show, and that is presented by our new partners at Scott Sports. The Prospect Goggle from Scott Sports is a culmination of over 50 years of experience producing goggles for the off-road and motocross market. Used by an ever-growing list of champions, 
the Prospect Goggle has everything you need to ensure your vision is the best it can be, with perfected features such as the no-sweat face foam and maximum field of vision, the Scott Lens Lock System articulating out triggers, and more, the super stylish Prospect Goggle has been engineered to defend your vision no matter how extreme the conditions get. When the mud starts spraying, simply install a 50mm works film system and have an instant advantage over the competition. The Prospect is available with standard, light-sensitive, and now the new amplifier lens options. Amplifier injected lenses provide improved definition and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. Get yours now at your local dealer or online at scott-sports.com. That is the extremely impressive Prospect goggle from Scott Sports that has been improved over time now and is an industry leader. And you can get yours at a local dealer or online at scott-sports.com now. Thanks to those guys for the support. Thanks to them for jumping on board with MX Vice. Not only are they on the podcast, but you'll see them on the website, social media, competitions. We're really... uh, Scott have really got involved with MX Vice and we have... Nothing but gratitude for to them for that. So, James. So, Lewis, uh, really good to have uh, Scott on board. One of my favorite brands. And um, interestingly, on even strokes, they literally outsell every other goggle by about 10 to 1. So, a little bit of information there for you. Thank you, James. No problem. Oh, and also oh. <laughs> the Enduro goggle, which is vented as well, like... Every rider that does any type of enduro trail riding swears by the goggle. They said it's so, so good. Jorge Prado uses Scott. So, before we get to uh, Liat Ospice anything, Liat back with us for another year. Very excited to work with those guys again and continue to map their progress as they charge on making progress in the various product categories. Before we get there, you're going to a Supercross for kind of the first time this weekend. Yeah, last time I went to, uh, I think it was A2 I went to. Yeah, uh, it, was actually the, it was actually the night that Roxon did his arm. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good night. But um, you turned up after opening ceremonies, which kind of means you didn't really get the feel for what Supercross is at all. No, well, I, I did have a pretty cool night though, because I got to hang out with um, Twitch, Axel Hodges. Big freestyle guy, Big freestyle guy, Who's McGrath? Jeff Emig. Who's McGrath? There are, is there a couple of F's in there? Yeah, so... Yeah, it was, I've got to say... M-C-G-R-A-F-F? It was kind of cool. So, um, yeah, I had a really good, I had a really still, good night. You've got to see opening ceremonies. If you, if you don't see opening ceremonies, then you have an experience Supercross. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to. I've obviously got some meetings throughout the day, but um, I'm actually looking forward to just like being like... When I go to MXGP, I'm kind of there from 8 in the morning till, till 10 at night or whatever. And um, it'll be quite nice to sort of spend the day at Supercross just to see what it's like. Before we get to Leah Ask Vice Anything, where the fans can ask us questions, I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask me two questions about what you want to know about going to a Supercross this weekend. Uh, two questions, I think wisely. Two questions. Um, uh, what's the food like uh, as you're a Lewis Phillips connoisseur of food? Oh, what can I expect? Thing. What a great question. No problem. Obviously, you've got the concessions in the stadium, so burgers, hot dogs which are great, a bit pricey, but do you want a hot tip? Hot tip, please. If you walk out of the main entrance at Angel Stadium, where the hats are, and yeah. head from where you are, you head north-east across okay. the car park, yeah, there I is know. McDonald's. Anything other than McDonald's? And in the break between, the heat, between practice and the heat races, there is enough time to walk to that McDonald's. 
Wow, there we have it, people. Um, what about if you didn't want a McDonald's and you maybe wanted In-N-Out Burger or... Five well, you're going to have to drive, I'm afraid. Well, that's a pisser. I'm looking at what I'm telling you about walking. There's only a three-hour break. This is a, it's a tight... Trust me, we've been to Anaheim a lot of times, MX Vice, and MX Vice has a tight operation between 4pm and 7pm where we speed walk across the car park to get to said McDonald's in time to make it back for the open ceremonies. Uh, do you want to know something funny? What's that? So uh, yesterday I started my vegan diet. And oh, what, um, what, sorry, are you vegan or vegetarian? Uh, vegan. Okay. So I started uh, my vegan diet yesterday. Um, so you, so you, don't, you don't want to kill anything? No. So Other than this fucking conversation. <laughs> than you. Um, no, did you, I stole that from saying I saw Netflix. Oh, brilliant. Great, great work. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to put the whole vegan thing on hold because as soon as, as soon as I get to America, I'm smashing every burger place. It's funny you say this because actually I did watch something on Netflix the other day that proper made me laugh. Because what was it? It was um a comedian thing, and he said it was hard to figure out the difference between vegetarian and vegan. Like, because what does vegan mean? It's like, oh, it means you're fucking boring to talk to. <laughs> Are you vegan? <laughs> no, obviously not. Ah, ah. interesting. Yeah, I'll kill anything, including your spirits. <laughs> that, yeah, that's fucking true. <laughs> Any, uh, one more question. Uh, second one would be, uh, if I was a fan, uh, what sort of time would you recommend getting to the stadium to, to, to get the full, flow, like, full force of, well, of you Super have to be there. If, you if you're not there for all the practices, then I'll be kind of disappointed in you and wonder why you're involved with MXY. Okay. Like you have to be there for what, all the practices. What, what time do practices start? Uh, 12? 11? That's, that's kind of early. Yeah, but it, the day flies. So, you see, so I need to get there at, at 11 o'clock in the morning for practice. Maybe and then, earlier than that, you know. Fuck me. And then, you want, and then I stay there until, what, 10, 11 at night? Yeah. <sighs> wow. You can have a little nap in your car if you like. Yeah. Actually, I can remember uh, going into Supercross um, at A2 and there's just loads of people in their campers having barbecues and getting shit-faced. So that was pretty cool. I don't think they have campers. I think they have they tailgate. Oh, I don't know. There was definitely some campers in the car park. Well, thank they, you for your questions, James. Now we're going to move on to the fans' questions. Okay, thank this you. This is Liat Ask Us Anything. As mentioned, Liat back on board with us for another year. Very excited to continue to follow their progress with their gear, helmet, boots, goggles, neck braces, enduro lines, just about anything that Liat have got going on. Very excited to welcome them back for another year. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. And we're going to follow that this year. The 2022 gear is now available worldwide and there are many lines for you to consider. The 3.5 ride kit, which is an affordable combo, the 4.5 jersey and pants, 4.5 enduro jersey and pants and a 5.5 jersey and pants. There's so much to think about. There's also an advanced range of motor helmets for 2022 too, including the 9.5 carbon, the 8.5 composite, the 7.5 and the 3.5. Billiat helmets are available in a broad range of striking colors to suit all tastes. The 9.5, 8.5 and 7.5 helmets also come with a free pair of bulletproof velocity goggles. Shop Billiat's extensive line of off-road gear on billiat.com and this weekend you will see Team Solitaire and Moto Concepts running Liat, except for Justin Brayton, who will be in Fly. Moto Concepts, really just like, 
bringing in all of the MXY sponsors into one awning. Hard, James. Kind of expected you to say something then. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know where you were going with it. Oh, so, um, I, uh, you know, I'm not up to date as you with uh, Motor Concepts, but it's good to hear that they're... Uh, <laughs> how many years have they been in Liat now? It's, what, three or four? Uh, three, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think this is a third year. Yeah. Question uh, numero uno. In, in their first year, um, who did they have in their first year in Liat gear? What, in America? Yeah. In their Supercross. That was when, was that when Mookie was on the team and he was running seven, but the rest of them were in Liat? Hmm. Yeah, Justin Hill wore Liat that year, but I don't know if that was the first year. That might have been the second year. What about Brayton? Was he? No, he's never. He's always been fly. Ah, okay. Brayton is a fly lifer. Lifer. Question numero uno. Okay, let's go. At L Knight 32, why hasn't Dylan Woodcock got more press? One of the fastest privateers last season. He did do well, didn't he? Um, until he had that big, big he, crash. He did do well. But. Oh, what's the but? The field wasn't the strongest last year. Ooh, controversial. No, really? <laughs> I just that. I'm just bringing the drama. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a fair point. Just gonna, I was just merely pointing out that Last year, if you remember the 250, oh God, the Texas coast, the one that started, we started with east last year, not west. It just wasn't the strongest coast. If you remember, we had Craig, we had Nichols, we had Shimoda, we had Jet. And then we had, but then we lost Faulkner, we lost Hampshire. We had Musselman, we lost Voland. And then after that, remember, it was a coast with the privateers running rampant. But, I'm only pointing that out purely for a bit of context because being the nice guy that I am saving this, <laughs> being the nice guy that I am, I'm purely pointing that out for a bit of context just to say that if Woodcock's results this weekend aren't, don't match last year's, that may mean that he's even riding better. It's just a deeper field this year because obviously we're back in California, which means all of the privateers and the good privateers and all of that are going to turn up, give it a good bash, and it's going to be, it's going to be hard. So I'm just saying that for being nice and putting this back. Uh, how many um, privateers are there over from the UK? Because I think, is it Jack Brunel? And Jack Brunel's J- doing West Coast. Joe Clayton's doing East Coast. There's Max Anstey, who's not a privateer. There's Dylan Woodcock, no. who's kind of a privateer, but he's on Team All South now. Okay. And there is a fifth rider. There's five. Who the hell have I missed? Jack Brunel, Joe Clayton, Dylan Woodcock, Max Anstey, and... Who have I missed? I thought that was. I thought there was only four. No, I thought there was five. I swear, I had to send. I had to write this down for someone in an email, and I'm pretty sure there were five. In two fifty. No, because oh. Max isn't in two fifty. Well, obviously, well. Dylan Walsh has gone over. Oh, Dylan Walsh. In... That was the fifth one on yeah. the list. Yeah. I mean, who knows where you put him down? As fuck me. That's a that's a podcast in itself. That is a podcast in itself. I'm interested to see how Dylan Walsh does. He's running my favourite number, so that's he's all immediately got a place in my heart. What number? One hundred and one. Oh, one hundred and one. Oh God! <laughs> I'm impressed you knew that. Does that does that make us? Does that stir in your pants? No, I just think one hundred and one looks amazing on any motocross bike. At Braden underscore two one two. Why doesn't Dixon Racing go after somebody like Ty Masterpool? There have been conversations about this because it does make so much sense that it's unbelievable. 
And I believe there were conversations there two years ago. I believe that not much, but I believe there was some sort of conversation there. It makes so much sense, but I don't understand why it hasn't happened because Ty Masterpool isn't going to get on a factory team in MX2 GPs, but for a team like 114, a team like Dixon, a team like... Do you want me to find out? Insert team here. Masterpool would be perfect, but I also don't think... I don't think Masterpool wants to do GPs that bad, which is kind of the issue. But it would make so much sense. At MK My Nello, MK My N Yellow, will the Stark Varge be allowed to race against 450s in the AMA? They don't know yet where it will be put, but I think the goal is for it to race against 450s maybe in 2023. I think that's what they're shooting for. But obviously, until it's gone undergone the tests that the FIM need to do and the AMA and all of this sort of stuff, then who knows? Um, well, I guess, yeah, this question's about AMA specifically, so the FIM doesn't matter, but they're obviously going to have to undergo like tests and be pulled apart by the different governing bodies around the world, and then a decision will be made on whether they can race and where they race. But, yeah, that's when we'll know. That's when we'll know. But I think they want to race next year, so we should start getting like insight on that sooner rather than later. You're quite excited about the Stark Varge, aren't you, James? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, uh, hey. Sorry? You just called me am mate? Not, yeah, am I not supposed to call you mate on air? No, just, you've never done that before. just hit me a bit different. <laughs> oh, so, do apologize. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw, throw you out there. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I spoke to uh, the guys behind the project in uh, Eichma. Um, I think it's, it's a really, really interesting product, uh, product and a project. The, the, the attention to detail, what's gone into the whole bike with the balancing and everything else, it is phenomenal. I spoke to them for around about an hour. There's some really interesting people involved in that project as well. It's not just going to be, uh, you know, a uh, flash in, in, in gone tomorrow. It's going to be, uh, this is a, this is a, a long-term uh, project. They're building a huge factory out in Barcelona, uh, which is going to produce all the bikes. Um, the, 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 just the depth of detail in the bikes as well is, is something to behold. So, uh, you know, first they start in, they're going to be starting in motocross and, and, and then uh, in other disciplines. So it's going to be really interesting to watch um, uh, this company grow. But um, yeah, it, it was just, just very, very, uh, very, very exciting because I think this is going to take us into a new direction. And I've, I've just always been, you know, a, a big believer in that electric is going to be the kickstart to what motocross needs to get that uh back to where motocross used to be because I think it's going to become way more acceptable. At Aaron underscore Azza underscore 22, biggest insight that not many fans know for Supercross. Ooh. Well, you're the one. That's yeah, the James, you got anything for us? <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got a couple, but I'm pretty sure you're going to, um, you know, going well, no, to... Like, immediately, I just thought of something that I can't... Like, if it's, if it's that big that no one knows, then obviously you can't say it. There is something that I can't say that we might that I hope that we can say soon because it's going to blow up on social media. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, that, and that is? <laughs> I'm hoping that we're going to be able to get clearance to post what, what it is we have and know quite soon because it's going to be very valuable for MXVice's social media. But, um, yeah. I guess that will, have to, if that, that will have to come out one way or another this weekend. But until then, I can't really say anything. So. Oh, that's boring. Well, you know, James. Oh. Don't you? No, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. No. What did I send you that would be quite good on MXY's social media? Mm, no, can't remember. You being serious? 
Yeah. Oh. At Tom Cumber 43, if you could go back to last year and choose one story to cover on Against All Odds, what would it be? Against All Odds is obviously the series that Monster Energy released between Christmas and New Year, produced, videoed, edited, and basically everything done by MX Vice. So quite a big deal for that to get released for us. We were a lot of, as well as doing all of the stuff MX Vice does, we also worked on that series last year. So it was a very flat out year, a lot going on. Um, so yeah, very uh, nice to see that get released and nice to see all of the positive feedback from everyone. There was a, a lot went into that series, hey? I mean, you guys were working on that back in, was it February? Yeah. You were over in um, yeah, the Netherlands. A lot of work. Yeah, a lot of work. huge amount of work. But so I, I spoke to Sean about it the other day. So Sean's the guy who've, who filmed a lot of the... Uh, he did everything. Yeah, basically everything. And he got to the point where he just absolutely hated doing it. And um, actually, now the finished product's out there and the, and the feedback, uh, what he's getting, he's actually really, really pleased. So um, if you do get a chance and you like the Against All Odds series, then, then hunt down uh, Sean Ogden on Instagram and send him a little message to say good job because uh, I know he'd definitely appreciate it. I'm trying to think. What's, there were some things that we planned to put in there that we didn't get to that I can't, I can't remember what they are now. Like obviously, like Nathan Watson started the season as an MXGP rider. So we did have a plan to do an episode on like the Watson brothers coming up together, like interviewing the family about them coming up together and like the rivalry, like quotation marks between them and like the different paths their career took. Like that was going to be, that was an episode that I was quite excited about. But obviously um, after round four, whatever, Nathan wasn't in the MXGP paddock anymore. So that kind of got deleted, but we did actually start producing that. So that would have been quite cool. Obviously it wasn't just a monster rider series. We were, allowed to put other people in there but some of the Redborn Rockstar riders were quite a bit nervous about being involved so but um, yeah that's, that's something that's something that we started to work on that we didn't get to release just because like that's the hardest thing about obviously motocross like things change quite a lot so you never really know like what is going to happen have a, have a plan we had a plan going into it and you just sometimes you just got to roll with uh Little challenges which are set, set you know, uh, to you. The, the one thing which I, I would say is it's just a real shame that, you know, the whole, uh, you know, the whole energy drinks thing is where it could be a little bit more um, neutral, if you know what I mean. So um, it would have been good to see uh, other brands in there because um, obviously there's lots of interesting stories. But the, my favorite part of it was um, uh, Jeremy C, where I think he's going to win or has won a lot of fans just because of how he comes across. Um, well, how he comes across on camera is how he comes across every day. MX5 made Jeremy Sewer. He's just a really good dude. And, Jeremy um, Sewer owes MX Vice his life. <laughs> I think that's a little bit excessive. No, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, um, I really like that. I loved, I loved like, yeah, just find that a little bit in the background. Like even Maxime Renault, uh, I think a few people have pointed out that they didn't know nothing about him. And actually, that shed a bit of a light. At Jeremy Estria said, who's a rider to keep an eye on someone underrated coming into Supercross? I'd actually put Max in that category because no one, I don't think people are really talking about him and I don't think people realize what a step up it is from the Suzuki to where he is now. And he is going, he is riding well. He is fast. He's not, he doesn't look out of place riding with Webb at all. So I think that at points this year, he can do quite well in Supercross. I'm sure there'll be some tough rounds 
and I'm sure there'll be some stinky rounds. But at points, I think he's going to do quite well this year, and I think he's going to surprise some people. Capable of top ten? Oh yeah, he's capable of top ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. If he, he yeah, he, yeah, like, like that's not even a conversation. I'm just wondering what your expectations. Um, you know, I told you where I thought he should be. He should be on the back of that Plessinger Mookie group. Okay. Like he, he can, he can run with Savarchi. To give you an idea. Okay, from what you've seen um, at the practice tracks and stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. At Greg underscore Wilcox 28, who's got the stronger team, Star or HRC? Um, focusing on f- 450s, would you take Tomac Ferrandis versus Roxon Sexton or the other, or the Honda 2? That's actually quite a good question. That is a really good question. Um, hmm. Yeah. It, it, I, I kind of, what you said earlier on in, in, in the show resonated, me, resonated with me about Roxon, where, you know, comes out really fast for the first five, then suddenly it goes down and down. So, ah, damn. But Sexton, I think, is going to be very, very good. But then again, so's Tomac and so's Parandis. I'm going to go Yamaha. I'll go Honda. Okay. I think Roxon and Sexton will be, if, when, once you do like the, Add them to add the two together. I think they'll be better off than Tomac and Ferrandis at the end of the year. Okay. Kevin C four three zero. Any word on the Argentina venue? No, not yet. But I think we're going to hear something soon. But then, can we even go to Argentina? Who knows? So, I genuinely don't know. If it, is it even possible for us to go to Argentina? Who knows? Oh, look at that. That's funny. At Adam underscore McGrath. How many vegans are there in the MXGP paddock? James Burfield. Boom. Yeah, actually, that's going to be... Because there is a, a TV show on Netflix. Have you watched it? Game Changers, Lewis? I have not. Okay, need to watch that. So once you're in California and maybe position a TV near the hot tub, make sure it doesn't obviously fall in. I mean, it'd be a real shame if it did. It's cold. But uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting because um, plant-based diet is, um, is really gathering some pace and there's a lot of scientific data to, to back it up. Um, as they say, you are what you eat. So, um, yeah, I, let, let's, let's find out this year. Let's find out how many athletes are, are on a plant-based diet. I can't promise I'll do that. At Wizard78Suz, so is KS22 working with Ice One Cowie team this year? Yes, he is. And it's going to be very good for MX Vice because the stuff I can do with Strybos and Watson is just sky is the limit. And also, it means Strybos is going to be at every round, which means I can, again, sky is the limit. I may even get him to co-host this podcast one week. Okay, that sounds good. That actually would be quite good, wouldn't it? The voice of the drunken people. What's the most annoyed that you guys have ever gotten with each other? <laughs> Fucking pick one. I mean, it's a new year. I'm not going to get angry. It's a new year. I'm not going to get angry. So, jeez, uh, I don't know. When have we really? Is it, was there ever a time that we get really annoyed? Well, let me tell you that without you knowing it, I have been very pissed off with you over the years. Ooh, yeah. Um, it was, what was the time you got really angry with me once because I was genuinely like, fuck, this, is, this, is, this may be unresolvable. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. I don't know. Um, we, do, we do have some real... Um, well, I just get, the only time you annoy me is when you make a big decision without talking to me. That's the only time, that's the one thing that just pisses me off. What, like getting married? No. <laughs> 
within the business. Like anytime you say like, oh, we're doing like, oh, this this person's doing this or this or this is happening, or, and I'm like, and I, you haven't even talked to me about it. That's when I get really pissed off because I'm just like, well, what are we? What is the point? I can't yeah. think of a time like that recently. So, I I think I don't know about I don't know what Humdingers and stuff like that. I think, but we've never tried to punch each other. Oh no, nothing like that. No, it's we we have like I've you know to. kind of yeah, but I definitely win. Well, you've pissed um, me off on this podcast quite a few times, but that wouldn't be the most annoyed of anybody. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. I would like to say that this is put on, but when we go at it, we go at it. Um, but you have to you have to understand. I've probably spent more. We've probably spent more time together. No, I literally we, haven't seen you for like three years. I know, but like when you like think nowadays, about it, I see you once every six months. Okay, but the first five years, let's just say the first five years, I've probably seen you more than I see my family. So that just gives you an, an, an idea of um, you know because we we'd be go at GPs and we'd we'd like come back on a Tuesday and be gone again on a Thursday. So it was crazy, but um. The, I think, let me say the most frustrating thing. Oh, um, most frustrating thing. I'm not going to get angry. You don't get angry. Uh, the most, and I think the most frustrating thing for you is when I make decisions um, and I just say, right, we're going to do this. Yeah, like basically and, when you tell me we're spending money that I haven't said my opinion on. Yep, so um, you get frustrated on that. I get frustrated on, I'm not thinking about it now, I'm thinking about five years. So like, I'm, I'm trying to build a business that's five years away and I don't tell you half of what's going on in my head and I expect you to fill in the blanks. But then I get really frustrated because it's like, why can't you see this? Yeah, because you're dumb. <laughs> I'm not angry, it's New Year. <laughs> dumb. Really, that's what you come back with. Is d- that, see, that's the most fucking annoying thing about you is you just come out with dumb. When you think of all the things and the technology and stuff I've built over the years, over the years, and you say dumb. It's a new year. I'm not going to get angry. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to get angry. You're a prick. I sounded quite angry, but never mind. Sort of where the most annoyed that James has ever got with me is actually right now. Fucking <laughs> dumb. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a new year. I'm not going to get angry. At Chris United 93. a dick. At Chris United 93. You can go in the hot tub next week and be. Fuck fine. you. <laughs> Fuck you and your hot tub. Chris, at Chris United 93. What was the deal with Olsen's contract? Did it get sh- cut short due to performance or was it only ever a one-year 450 deal? No, this is his contract. His contract with, was with Austria. So he had a two-year contract with Austria. It wasn't with like Husky specific. It wasn't with Ice One specific. It was just with Austria, which means they could put him wherever they wanted him to or wherever they wanted to. I know that I don't think anyone was exactly stoked on how he did in his first year, but he was under contract. So him being on Diga is... Him, this is the final year of his Austria contract. So it is, it is, this is actually a big year for Olsen because he has to kind of prove to Austria that he that it's worth keeping him on the books, essentially. And Chris United 93 had a second part. Did Fevra turn down Husqvarna's advances due to likely having to share his data with the Austrian family? No, Kawasaki offered him a lot more money. So, yeah. Well, one thing I would say... Um about the Olsen thing is I think it's, it's a bit like Watson. I think it's really unfair. Like when you think of the level, what they had to go into with MXGP and they actually done all right. I mean, Watson and Olsen in their first year it, it, in that class. Do you not, do you not think? Well, well, you want me to talk about how well Watson did in his first year? No, oh, but I'm just, I'm just that saying your that. question. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I know what you're, you're just going to be a dick. You're a listener to this podcast. Wow. 
Uh, but what I would say is that um, I just think, yeah, I think the expectations were a little bit skewed because I think they, I think both of them done very, very well in their rookie year. I, that that class was stacked. Watson did. Watson was more exciting just because he had more flashes. That made him more noteworthy than Olsen because he had more flashes, which meant there was more to talk about, which meant there was more to see. Olsen didn't have a top three start. He didn't run top four. Like there was none of that, which meant he was quieter. Which meant he didn't get enough much as much attention. Which meant that there's less excitement. Final question for this week. Oh, that's quite a good one. We'll save that for next week. Final question for this week. At MXKid136, was Dylan Wright ever offered a decent ride? I have been trying to help Dylan Wright, and that story is not over yet. There's still a chance, I think, that he'll be in MXGP this year. I think. I don't know. Maybe not, but I think there is still a chance. Maybe not, because we are quite late now, aren't we? So it's, it's highly unlikely, but I know there are teams that are interested in it still. See, I thought he would have been the sir. Yeah, he should have been, but not everything works out. Not everything. No. Not everything happens. How, like, if I was one one four, I would have put Dylan Wright on a one one four four fifty, and then See, put Fernandez in MX two again or whatever. Yeah, I mean that that's a solid, that's a solid move. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a strange one, hey. I mean, obviously, he wanted to stay Honda. Was that was that his mindset, what? or or was he but happy? Year, to go what, if he was yeah. no no. He was going to go anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would have thought the the, the performances he done would have uh, warranted enough for him to have got a, a GP ride. But there again, look at the year Max Anstey had to go to America. That's true. That is true. So when you actually just look at what Anstey done, he actually won a. Did he win a motor that year? Yeah. Yeah, and he still couldn't get a ride. So there we go. That says everything. Well, to be fair, he could get a ride, but there just was no. It was they were terrible. Sorry, a ride which was which warranted his um, you know, was in line yeah. with his ability. Right, that is the end of Liat Ask Fice Anything on episode ninety. Uh, known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. The twenty twenty two gear is now available worldwide, and there are many lines for you to consider: the three point five ride kit, an affordable combo, a four point five jersey and pants, a four point five enduro jersey and pants, and the five point five jersey and pants. There is so much to consider at liat.com. There is the advanced range of moto helmets for 2022 too, including the 9.5 carbon, 8.5 composite, 7.5 and 3.5. Liat helmets are available in a broad range of striking colors to suit all tastes. 9.5, 8.5 and 7.5 helmets also come with a free pair of bulletproof velocity goggles. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. That is... Liat asked if I was anything for this episode. Thank you for your questions. Sorry if we didn't get to them all. There was a lot. So some got skipped over. Some I've saved for next week because there were some good ones that we left out. But the show must go on. The show must go on. And with that, we'll end part two, which means another tip of the hat to our new partner, Scott Sports. The Prospect Goggle from Scott Sports is a culmination of over 50 years of experience producing goggles for the off-road and MX market. Used by an ever-growing list of champions, the Prospect Goggle has everything you need to ensure your vision is the best it can be. With perfected features such as the no-sweat face foam, a maximum field of vision, the Scott Lens Lock System, articulating outriggers, and more, the super stylish Prospect Goggle has been engineered to defend your vision no matter how extreme the conditions get. When the mud starts spraying, simply install the 50mm works film system and have an instant advantage over the competition. The Prospect is available with standard, light-sensitive, and now the new amplifier lens options. 
amplifier-injected lenses provide improved definition and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. Get yours now at your local dealer or online at scott-sports.com. Thank you to Scott Sports for coming on to the MXY Show podcast. Thank you to Leah for returning to the MXY Show podcast. And thank you as well to Fly Racing, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, for Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armor Nutrition. That's part two. We'll do a little part three after this five-minute commercial break. And that will end the show. See you in five minutes. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to the final part of episode 90 of the MX Vice Show podcast. This is the end of our Supercross preview show, Anaheim 1 preview show. We'll be back next week to talk Anaheim 1, of course. But for now, all we can do is preview because we're still in the depths of the off-season, but not for much longer. This is part three of the MX5 show. And as of last year, part three is presented by our true friends at Prox Racing Parts. Prox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. No matter your bike, no matter the model, no matter the year, no matter the color, no matter the anything, there's literally no limitations with Prox. Go to pro-x.com, use their handy product finder to search for your specific bike, and then it will come up with a list, a library of every single product you need for your bike not only are they the best products around, they're also the most cost-effective. And not only that, if you're a bit mechanically challenged, it's a bit of a dictionary on what you need for your bike. So Prox, basically, can handle your life and not only save you money, not only give you the best product, but also make things a hell of a lot easier for you. And that is why we align with them on the MX5 Show podcast. So thanks, for them. thanks to them for returning for year three. Year three, so... Really stoked to be working with those guys again. And of course, thanks to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Goggles, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterisk, Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition as well for their support. Couldn't do it without them. So, James. So, Lewis. Uh, 250s. 250s at Anaheim 1. Um, we kind of have a bit of an idea of who's racing. Go in Euro-specific Euro for a moment. Who does better, Woodcock or Walsh? Uh, mm, oh, that's a good one. Uh, what, over the season or no, this weekend? Ranked? This weekend. Do you know what? I've not seen Dylan Walsh on a Supercross track. Have you seen Dylan Woodcock? 
Yes, because I watched the last year's Supercross. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you meant like so like this winter. Uh, I'm kind of like given what I've seen. Uh, I'm going to go Woodcock. I'll go Walsh. Okay, which is sensible. Yeah, I can I can see why you would go that way. Um, I feel like Walsh has. I have never seen Walsh on a Supercross track either, but I feel like he has the style and the like. I feel like he's a Supercross rider. Also, he spent time in America before and all of that, so it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll be absolutely fine. So, what I think we have for the West Coast, and this could change because changes can be made basically until practice starts on Saturday morning, but what I think that we have for the West Coast is Lawrence, Jet, Lawrence, uh, Craig, Moserman, Shimoda, Swole, Marchbanks, Schwartz, Mumford, Nichols, Hammaker, Thrasher, Freeze, Harrison, Blose, Walsh, Furry. What stands out to who stands out to you from that little list there for the West Coast? Uh, okay, I'll make it easier for you. So I, I am. What? What? As in, just who stands in, out? Who's your guy? What for West Coast? Is it's going to be easy? Who? It's it's going to be Lawrence. Yeah, but. Colt Nichols is the defending, well, he's not the defending West Coast champion, but he is a reigning 250 champion and he was on the same coast as Lawrence last year. Sure. And I like where your head's at, but Lawrence. No, no I agree with you. I'm just trying to... Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's, it, the, the kid's looking so good and especially what he done outdoors. So, um, I mean, one thing which I'm interested in seeing is, is obviously Austin Fortin has had um, a few crashes Whether he's going to... Do you think Austin Fortin is going to be there at West Coast? No, he'll be East. You reckon he's going to be East? Okay. Yes. Um, hmm. I literally just gave you a list of riders and he was not on it. Okay, sorry about that. Um, West for Pro Circuit should be Hamaker and Shimoda. Shimoda. West Shimoda. for Husky should be Swole. West for Star should be Craig, Nichols and Frasher. West for Gasgas should be Musselman and West for Honda should be Lawrence, Jet Lawrence. See, I'm a, I, I'm a bit of a fan of Nate Frasher. Um, well, he he done really well at Daytona, didn't he? No, it was Atlanta. Was it Atlanta? I thought it was Daytona. No, it was Atlanta, but it was a Daytona style track, which is probably that's why you're it. That. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking of it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, Lawrence Lawrence has it, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not going to rule out Nichols. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Nate Frasher's is going to do quite well this year. Well, I, I, to be honest, I didn't think you'd know anything about Nate Frasher or even know the name. So I'm quite impressed that that's your pick. But Shimoda has improved year on year, and he does seem to be doing. He seems to be gelling with the bike. In in um, obviously outdoors, he he done well. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if if Shimoda just chips away with um, seconds, thirds, and fourths, and you see just that consistency throughout the year which will put him into a bit of a, a, a contention. So, on paper, Lawrence, Jet, like, okay, every time I say Lawrence, I mean Jet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Lawrence as Jet Lawrence, Nichols, Shimoda. See, I would, have said, that, I would have said that Lawrence, Craig, Nichols of a, of a free on that coast. Yeah. Um, I would have said they are the, I, that was where I was going. I was going to say to you, I feel like those are the free, and then behind them, I'd put Mosman, Shimoda, yeah, and, and I really like Craig, but at the same time, um, 
I don't know. I don't know. I just think that... I just think Shimoda and um, Infrasher Swell, I think they're going to be a lot closer to Craig this year. Like, I, I, I do believe that. But Okay, but you're, you are set that Lawrence and Nichols are the top two West yeah, Coast. Yeah, 100%. Do you think Nichols has anything for Lawrence? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I don't think Lawrence is going to have it all, all his own way, but I do expect him to... Do you think that the only both. person who can beat Lawrence for this championship is himself? Well, that's the obvious thing to say, isn't it? The kid's got bags of talent. Um, yeah, I think, I think the way that he's matured, working under Johnny O'Mara, and, and just what we've seen about the, the way his racecraft is, is changed over the last, or developed over the last year. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be the, the one to beat. But I do think it, I don't think it will be. He's just literally gonna just check out. I think Colt Nichols will keep him honest. Okay. What do you think? What do you think? No, I, yeah, I'd, I'd put all my bet on Lawrence. No doubt, like no, no question about it. Um, I mean, you've seen him ride as well, so I think the West is probably the weaker coast, to be honest. Like it would have been interesting if I feel like it would have been more interesting if Cooper was on the West because Lawrence v Cooper is closer in my mind than Lawrence v Nichols. Yeah, that would have been good. I think I think I don't think Nichols is as good as Cooper, so I feel like this isn't. I feel like Jet could be facing stiffer competition if the coast alignment had stacked up differently. But I also think my uh, my outside pick would be Mosman because he is actually quite fast and he is actually quite good if he can hold it together so I think he and it, you would think that he's going to have improved again so I think he can be quite good not to win a championship or anything but win a race be... I, I think he takes race wins yeah I do think he takes race wins well look at that us agreeing on something I know Planet Moto bombshell of the week time Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better and you can still experience that right now Planet Moto still have packages available in fact they have packages available sooner than you would think because something has opened up, which I'm going to tell you about right now. There are now a few spaces available from January this month to March, whereas previously they were all sold out. There are now spaces January, February, March. So if you were interested in going to Spain and felt and obviously missed the boat because it was all locked up and sold out, you can slide in there now and still package. What you're going to want to do is head to planetmotor.co or at Planet Motor Holidays on Instagram or Planet Motor Holidays on Facebook, any of those. Get in touch and then you might be able to steal a trip to Spain because there are spaces January the 17th to January the 24th. There's four spaces that week. January the 31st to February the 7th. There's four spaces that week and February the 14th to February the 21st. There's 12 spaces that week. If you actually go on the January the 17th to January the 24th week, you'll see a lot of GP riders if you went that week because there are a lot of GP riders there right now. I know like Husqvarna Factory Racing are going to Spain today, actually. They're traveling down today and they're there for a month. KTM always spend their time at Red Sand. And Red Sand is among the tracks that you will ride with Planet Motor Holidays. So do what I said, planetmotor.co or Planet Motor Holidays on social media. Get in touch, figure out the best package for you they will do everything they can to make things as easy and convenient for you as possible, and then you'll be set. Uh, Lewis. What? Do you know much about Edison, uh, sorry, Addison Emery IV? I know the name. Someone's just found the entry list. 
Do you think he could be the poshest person in Supercross? Someone's just found the entry list. See, Americans have cool names. Is that your Planet Motor Bombshell? Addison Emery IV. It's like having like Richard III enter MXGP. My Planet Motor Bombshell is that Adam Cincerello is out. Well, no, sorry, he's not out. Adam Cincerello is injured. He's got grade-free separation in his shoulder. And as did every sure website, as, sure did every it's website not an as did every website yesterday, MX Vice shared that news on social media, the website, etc. Uh, MX Vice yep. posted on Instagram, Adam Cincerello announced that he sustained a grade-free AC separation in December, but will race at Anaheim 1. And James Burfield, a man who is on a podcast talking about Supercross, commented saying that Adam Cincerello needs to speak to some random guy to fix his ACL. Knees and toes guy. But Adam Cincerello has no ACL injury. So it's like, a, there's so many things wrong with a comment because A, Adam Cincerello has no ACL injury. So first of all, no, it's pointless. Second of all, I'm pretty sure Cincerello has doctors. He doesn't need advice no, from the Instagram no, comment no, section. No, no, you just don't know the knees, knees over toes guy. He, he is a good guy. Um, to be fair, in, in my defense... Just trying to be helpful, weren't you? Yeah, I was just trying to be helpful, but at the same time, I think I might have commented on this um, uh, very late. So um, I was tired. So I probably just didn't see the, uh, the missing out on the end of AC. Anything's wrong with that comment, and that is your first Planet Motor bombshell of 2022. To be honest, though, I am quite... Uh, I'd like to thank Tommy Searle and Ben Watson. Does that sound actually playing? Because I can't hear it. Yeah, that sounds ha- actually playing. But I'd like to thank Ben Watson and Tommy Searle for, for um, putting me right. You are a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Should we sign off? Uh, let, let's sign off. We've got nothing else to talk about, have we? Well, just uh, no, because I could, I could give you an armor you smarter than a birth, but I don't have... I, I don't know ready. if you've noticed, but I'm not feeling very smart at the moment. Okay, that's a good point. We've, yeah, but we've just, like, literally, literally, based on that, we're going to have to do questions like, does AC and ACL, are they different things? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one's, one's his initials. Do, okay, before we go, 450 champion. Oh, okay. Um, well, you're going to go with Webb. Do you know what? Can you talk about this for like two minutes while I go to the toilet? Because I might burst. Oh, yeah. You just go. Right. Okay. So please uh, just vamp. Okay. I'm vamping. So Lewis, uh, before he comes back, he's going to talk about uh, how Webb is going to dominate the series. He was very, very uh, emphatic about uh, this earlier on today. So um, uh, I fully expect him to come back in, in just tell you how great Cooper Webb's going to be. I actually think that um, uh, Ferrandis is going to shock a few people this year, and so is Plesinger. So I'm going to go 450 winner. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... I'm actually going to go against the grain, um, especially what Lewis said. I'm going to go with uh, Roxon. So I'm going to go, this is the year that Roxon uh, wins it. So I'm going to go Roxon, Webb, and Fran. Well, Roxon, Webb, Fran, this is my top three. Lewis is going to come back and he's going to go, 
yes, but James Roxon goes, blah, 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 blah. and I've seen the stats for the last 10 years. And, blah, 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 blah. and uh, it, so basically Lewis is going to come back. He's going to say Cooper Webb, Tomac, and then he's going to say Sexton. So that's what basically I'm going to money on. Hi, mate. How are you doing? I saw you. Of course, mate, again, I literally heard you say my name like 15 times. <laughs> Uh, so I have gone for um, Roxon as the. I'm gonna, I think he's a champion. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm still on that Roxon bandwagon. I'm still rooting for him to win this yeah, but, championship. Yeah, but, but I don't care who you're rooting for. Who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I'm going to go Roxon Webb Frandis. Oh wow! Yeah, I will go Webb champion, no doubt. Um, Tomac. Yeah. Webb, Tomac, Roxon. Oh, fucking hell. What? I, I actually said you'd go for Webb, Tomac, and Sexton. No, still, I still think Webb, I still think Webb, Tomac, and Roxon are the three best riders in this series, no doubt. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know as well as I, as I, uh, if you do not know me at all. <laughs> no. No, but that's because um, you go to different, Clubs to me, so in different places to me. So, okay. Right. Do you want to call episode 90 a day then? Let's call it a day. Um, so, you fly I'd, to America Friday? Uh, yes. I'm, How I'm are you going to stay awake for Supercross? I haven't thought about that. <laughs> um, because it finishes at like 11, say, and that is, <laughs> that is um, <laughs> uh, 7 a.m. English time. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Um, I am going to ply myself with armor. So um, I'm going to have a, a mixture of uh, boost and fire. And then uh, you'll see me sipping out of one of those big, massive jugs uh, all day, walking around. And that's going to be armor hydrate. I'm going to be armored off me tits. Brilliant. Thank you again to Prox Racing Parts for presenting the final part of the MX Vice show. Prox supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything the Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. And thank you again to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful Handlebars, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour nutrition a special thanks to scott and rentful for joining the mx5 show we should have a couple more new additions to that list in this month just waiting for the ink to dry on a couple of things so that's exciting as well excited to share that news with you thank you for listening to this podcast there will also be an episode of anstey in america this week where we talk about his switch to the ktm some highs and lows of his off season what's been hard what's been easy how he feels he's doing technique that he learned thanks to MX Vice being in Florida. So that's looking out for that podcast as well this week. Press day is Friday in Angel Stadium. So keep an eye on MX Vice on Friday for all of the stuff that's going on to see the riders hit the track for the very first time. That's exciting. And just generally follow MX Vice because we're here for six weeks. So there's going to be a lot going on. Thank you, James. Thank you, Lewis. And uh, do you need me there at Media Day? I do not. <laughs> did not even cross my mind. But you did not uh, even cross my mind, actually. If you need me and my new camera, I can be there. Um, sure, Sean, 
Sean's very excited about that the uh, video team has an upgrade. So um, we've been talking... Uh, you just focus on staying a part of MX Vice. In depth. Right now. Um, just remember, who controls your P45? Pretty sure okay. I can find a way to control that myself. No, I don't think you can. So just remember that. Just remember who... Never thought I would have squeezed you out as much as I have. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, just remember who's still got that power over that P45. I just got to press this little magic key Okay, here. thank you, James. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week to recap Anaheim 1, where both of us will be there for some strange reason. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be amazing. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support of MX Vice. Please keep visiting social, our social media, our website. I appreciate that as well. Let us know if you want to see anything on this podcast, see anything on the website, or see anything at all while we're here. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back with episode 91 next week. Cheers. Bye. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.